following podcast is a Jill Divine Media production. You buy this, you know, everyday household item and it starts to build a connection with the family, with the animal and the park. One of them is a black-footed ferret. They live in um, Badlands National Park in South Dakota. And at one point they were thought to be extinct. So it's building this connection and this knowledge and teaching young children about these animals and why they're important to the park itself, to the ecosystem, and as you referenced earlier, kind of the circle of life. Evoke Creative is a proud sponsor of Two Kids and a Career. They help small business owners like me brand with purpose and market with intent. The ladies at Evoke Creative will help make your digital presence known. Learn more at evokecco.com. That's evokecco.com. Hi there, and welcome to Two Kids in a Career. I'm Jill Devine. As an entrepreneur, wife, and mama, the daily grind of trying to build a business while taking care of kids and trying to maintain a healthy connection with my hubby, it's a lot. With this podcast, you're going to hear candid conversations with other moms, parenting experts who can share their knowledge and insight, or you'll just hear me rambling to get it all out. There's going to be tears, there's going to be laughter, but most importantly, there will be support. Take a listen and connect with me so we can grow and learn from one another. This is Two Kids and a Career. I am going to be talking to a fellow mama today, and I'm going to get a little education about outside. I will say that I am not the best outdoorsy person, not meaning that I don't like to go outdoors, but I don't take advantage of what the outdoors have to offer me and my kiddos. And I'm hoping that Sarah Gardner will school me a little bit on that and and motivate me. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Thank you. It's so good to be here speaking with you today, Jill. I'm excited. You're a working mom. You're a park lover. You have a great story. You have this initiative with the National Park Foundation. So there's all kinds of things to talk about. And one of the things that hooked me when I was learning about you with the National Park Foundation, bringing awareness to the endangered animals living in the parks and teaching our kids the value of connecting to animals and in our household a five and a three-year-old and these girls they love animals like I wouldn't be surprised if one of them ends up going into veterinary school like I don't know maybe or maybe helping in the way that you're helping um I do love their love for that and teaching them different things about animals and kindness and try to, you know, talk about also, I don't know if you would say, you know, the, the, uh, the cycle of nature, how that goes, but it is a different way of teaching things when it comes to animals and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So, um, yeah, let's just dive into it and first start off and talk about you as a mom and, and of course you as Sarah Mm -hmm. and go from there. Okay, great. So, um, I am a mom. I have at this point, I have three teenagers and an adult stepdaughter. So we've got a 13 year old, a 15 year old, and I'm sorry, she just turned 16, a a 13 year old, 16 year old, (laughs) and 18 year old, um, and a 25 year old uh, stepdaughter. And, uh, we, you know, started our business when they were, when our 18 year old was six months old. So we've been doing this for a long time. Um, 
you know, I stayed at home with our kids through most of their youth and just came back full time to work a couple of years ago. Um, so I just dove right in. And, you know, we grew up with our kids just trying to get them outside as much as possible, um, whether it's just a walk around the neighborhood or going to the beach, the parks. And then uh, about, I don't know, let's say maybe five or six years ago, we did this big national park trip and we really fell in love with the national parks. It was uh, during the centennial celebration. And Rob and I just knew that we needed to do something to support our national parks and to give back. So that's where we began our partnership with the National Park Foundation and supporting the endangered animals and the the parks that they live in. Okay, let's go back to what you said about starting your business Mm -hmm. when the did you say the oldest was six months old? Yeah, when our 18 our now 18 year old was six months old. Okay, so tell me about the biz. So the biz is um, <laughs> our our business is baby products. We make everything from strollers, height chairs, play yards, balance bikes, tricycles. Um, my husband Rob, we started it when again Eva was six months old with one stroller, and now we've got a line of over. 200 products. In the beginning, you know, he was doing the work part and I was staying home raising the family while he raised the business and I was jumping in and out, testing products, doing consumer events, helping in social media, um, all up until a couple of years ago. Okay, so tell me the name of the business and a little bit more. Great. That's a good idea. (laughs) The name of the business is Juvie. It's J-O-O-V-Y. And um, again, we sell everything that you would need for your your child from, you know, birth through five years old. Well, I mean, you're a great... um, tester for all of that, especially when you had the six-month-old. And what inspired you all to do this because of the need for it, the market, or what was it? So Rob and I met at a company called Safety First um, Okay, back in the 90s. That's where we first met. We were both working at Safety First. And so we've been in the baby products business for a long time. And when that when our relationship ended with that company, we were kind of, okay, what are we going to do next? He went to work for another smaller company in between. And then we just kind of looked at each other and he actually got fired from the interim company uh, when Eva was six months old. And we said, what are we going to do? We've got a six month old baby, no income. You know, we've been in this industry forever. And we just decided that it was time to start our own business. Let's hit pause on this week's conversation to talk about one of the sponsors of the podcast, and that would be Evoke Creative. So if you are in the market for anything creative, really, the ladies at Evoke Creative are here to help. They can come up with a logo for you. They can help create your web page. They can come up with your social media marketing. They can make promotional swag for you? Does your business or just you need some branded apparel? You need some signage? You need to get out there? Well, you can have that all taken care of with Evoke Creative. And I can speak so highly of the ladies at Evoke Creative because that's who I'm using. That's 
who created my website. That's who helped put together a digital marketing plan for me. And it's just amazing how you can say, I'm kind of thinking this as far as style. Oh yeah, they created my logo, my podcast artwork for me. But anyway, I am thinking this, but I don't really know how to explain it. But what do you think? And then all of a sudden they deliver the goods. It's just completely fantastic. They're so good at it. And you will love working with Tiffany and Crystal. Go to evokecco.com for more information, evokecco.com. All right, let's get back to it. I love that you just took the initiative and, and made it happen. And I would like, I know we're going to talk about your national park, the initiative that you're doing with it, but I think it's also important to talk about the business, especially on this podcast, what it is that you offer that's unique, that's different, that's helpful to moms that are listening right now. Right. So when we first started the company, you know, Rob, he was a single dad, you know, before we met and the strollers that were available on the market were just nothing that he wanted to push. Um, Mm -hmm. It was back in the day when everything was plaid and blue and it was just not very pretty. So he wanted to come up with something that was clean, contemporary and provided amazing customer service. So we built our business, you know, from the beginning on mid-priced, quality products that aren't going to frustrate parents. And we back that up with exceptional customer service. We answer our phones. We do live chat. We actually even do video chat now. So if you're stuck in a parking lot and you can't figure out how to fold your stroller, we will show you how to do it. (laughs) Oh, that is really the worst. Like when you can't, when you're just like screaming baby or screaming babies and you're like, I can't do this. And really it's sometimes just a matter of taking a deep breath and you can do it. But that's awesome to know that that's available. Yes. So that's that's basically what we pride ourselves on is our, our customer service. We also sell parts. So if your seat gets destroyed, you know, just a bad eating accident, too many, you know, oh. spaghetti or something, <laughs> we can send you a new seat. You know, you have a problem with the wheel. We can send new wheels, new harnesses for strollers. We have, you know, lots and lots of parts available. So instead of just buying a new product, you can actually upgrade the one that you have, you know, which is also good for the environment, um, keeping strollers out of the landfills. Love that. So you can go to juvie.com, J-O-O-V-Y.com for more information. Exactly. Awesome. All right. Well, let's get into this initiative. It is not uncommon for not only families, but couples or even solo individuals to base their vacations around national parks. I know my in-laws are really big into that. And I know uh, some other people in my life that that's what they do. They want to hit every single national park. And for me, like I have never thought of that as a vacation. But then when I start hearing people describe, they a lot of them will say to me, I can't describe it to you. Mm-hmm. It's I can't sell this to you at all it, because it's something you have to see in person and you will always have it in your mind and it will be hard to explain, but you know it and you've seen it and you've experienced it. And So that's intriguing me a little bit more. And especially now having two young daughters, I've been thinking about what 
what do we do? Maybe I haven't given I well, I haven't given national parks enough uh, credit or even acknowledgement. So I'm really happy to talk through this with you. Right. So you were, you were right about what you said. It's one of those things that it's really hard to explain to someone. I mean, we've all seen pictures. Let's just take the Grand Canyon, for instance. Right. It's big. It's beautiful. The first time I ever went to the Grand Canyon, first of all, it was perfect. We pulled up right at sunset. It was like, cue the stars. A big elk walked in. Um, it was oh. a beautiful night. And But then the next day when I woke up and we went to the edge of the Grand Canyon, I was blown away at by how truly grand it was. I mean, it it's really something that experiencing it in person is an absolute must. And many of the national parks are like that, not just the large parks. Uh, we've taken several trips now with the kids. And in one uh, trip we were on, we were driving on the freeway and we saw a sign for a um, it was a battlefield uh, national park, a military national park. And we just, it wasn't on our agenda, but we saw the sign and we pulled off and it was one of the best experiences. It was one of the first hospitals that was on the Western part of um, the country. It had a whole bunch of history. It was so great for the kids to learn about history at a national park. So there are parks for everyone, big parks, small parks. And I think that is what can be overwhelming sometimes when people sit down to plan a trip, they think of Grand Canyon, Yellowstone, these giant parks, but there are so many smaller parks that have so many wonderful things to offer. Well, let's talk about the initiative that I referred to at the beginning of this episode and how this all kind of started with you and your husband. Mm -hmm. You know, again, we were at the taking a trip through the national parks during their centennial year. And we just knew at that point, I wasn't really working daily in the company. And we just knew that we had to do something. We wanted to give back. We were at a position where we wanted to do something good and we wanted to share all of these wonderful national parks and our experience with other young families. So that's when we started to dive into that and uh, what that partnership would look like. So we took our core products um, that were successful, our Nook high chair, a spoon walker, a tricycle, a balance bike, and we paired them with an endangered animal that was living in a national park And we wrote a story, um, a fact-based story about the animal. And we have a placemat with fun facts and then a plush toy. So you buy this, you know, everyday household item and it starts to build a connection with the family, with the animal and the park. Um, One of them is a black-footed ferret. They live in um, Badlands National Park in South Dakota. And at one point they were thought to be extinct. And now there are only about 200 of them. So it's building this connection and this knowledge and teaching young children about these animals and why they're important to the park itself, to the ecosystem. And as you referenced earlier, kind of the circle of life. I think we don't give our our kiddos enough credit, especially when they're young and maybe even when they're older, as far as certain things that we may want to introduce to them. And we think, oh, they're not going to like this. And the example that is coming to mind right now is, um, I don't know if you 
subscribe to Disney Plus or not? I do. Sarah, you do? Okay. Okay. So sometimes people laugh because they think that it can, it's only for like young, young kids, but it's not. But one of the things that we're watching is Welcome to Earth with Will Smith. And I have been talking about this to so many people because I'm trying to explain it and I'm trying to explain what it's all about. And to see, especially our five-year-old, really, really interested in learning about our earth and the different dynamics with animals and yes, that cycle of life and all of that. It is very intriguing and I'm learning and I I just never thought that sitting down and watching some of these episodes as a family would resonate, but they really, really do. I haven't seen that one. I'm going to have to check that out. That sounds very- Oh, you have to. Yes. It's like part of that National Geographic uh, channel on Disney Plus. But yes, it's called Welcome to Earth with Will Smith. And it's fantastic. And it just kind of reminded me of what you were saying. Like if you have Especially the reason why some of these animals are super important to our planet or in this specific region. Exactly, exactly. Um, the southern sea otter is another animal that we highlight on our Nook High Chair, and they were hunted to near extinction, you know, in the late 1800s, and now they're coming back. But they are a crucial part of the ecosystem. They keep the kelp. Um, alive, which a lot of other animals live in. Uh, So everything, everything out there has a purpose and just understanding these animals and again, their environment and their habitat. It's really crucial as we raise this, you know, next in generation of environmental stewards, uh, protecting our, our planet and everything from, you know, small animals to the ocean, to, Mm -hmm. to everything. Mm -hmm. With your kiddos, do they have a say in, not a say in this, do they have a favorite animal that you all feature or did they give input on who you should feature? So when we built the list, we actually worked very closely with the National Park Foundation and the National Park Service. So they made a recommendation of animals that they thought really needed some attention So that in the partnership, we highlighted, we worked with them to highlight these animals. In the books that we wrote, we also worked with the Biological Research Division of the National Park Service. So we created these characters, for instance, Lucy, the black-footed ferret. You know, we gave her a name, we made her um, a cute character, but everything in the book about her is, um, you know, it's fact-checked. The habitat, her friends, those are all animals that live in her environment and things that happen where she lives. So we really tried to make that connection. But as far as our children, um, we try to do a national park trip every year. And last year we got to see um, the southern sea otters. We went. We didn't make it to the national park up in San Francisco, but we made it to Monterey and saw the southern sea otters. They fell in love with those. I mean, those are some of the cutest animals. <laughs> yes. And then we've been to the Badlands. We didn't get to see any... Um, black-footed ferrets, but we did see a lot of prairie dogs, which is one of the things a black-footed ferret eats. So we knew they were around somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can imagine that it's just a really cool bonding experience for you all when you take these vacations and you visit these national parks. So 
have you visited all of the national parks? We have not. And there are, I think there are 62 major national parks, but there are actually over 423 national parks. Oh, so I, okay. I, I don't think a lot of people realize that. And you may have no. actually been to a national park and you didn't realize it, but they include riverways, um, scenic highways. Um, they're, they're all different levels of national parks. We actually have a bucket list on our website at jv.com where you can go. It's a PDF. You can download it. You can check off the parks you've been to. It's organized by state. It's kind of fun to look at because as you look back, you can say, well, hey, that's not that far from me. I can hop over there and, and see that. There's supposedly a park within 100 miles of um, everyone in the U.S. That is a really cool thing to know. Yeah, I had no idea about that. What is the next national park that you all plan to visit? Do you have that in mind yet? We don't have our plan for this year yet. I think we're going back and forth. Um, we're trying to figure out, you know, what our summer plans will be um, as far as travel goes. But we went to Death Valley a couple of years ago and we fell in love with Death Valley. And Rob and I have actually been thinking of just taking a trip, just the two of us and going camping there for a couple of days before it gets too hot. Um, it's an, a gorgeous park. When you were talking about at juvie.com, having that PDF for everyone to keep it organized and whatnot. Do you have just even a separate blog to talk about your experiences? Like you said, Death Valley, that that was a really cool place for you that maybe would spark some interest for some people based on whether or not they want to go with the family or solo or couples. I've been thinking about that. I need to do that. We actually run a magazine. It's again on juvie.com. It's um, called Juvie Magazine, where we share all sorts of information about all sorts of different parenting things from, you know, how how to get your baby to sleep through the night to how to clean your stroller, you know, recipes to make that are easy. And I think I need to do an article um, on traveling to national parks with kids because I think that people are intimidated by it. And if you just... Part of it is just kind of releasing. I mean, my the first big trip I planned for our family, I gave it to my husband for Christmas. I planned it. It took me a month to plan it. I laid out a three-week trip. I typed it all up, and I put it in a binder and wrapped it and put it under the tree. Some of it I had to pay for in advance. Some of it I didn't, which was nice for my budget. It broke it up. Um, right. It was the best gift I've ever given him. And we took that trip. I gave it to him in December, and we took it in June. And it was all laid out, but that was nice. But you need to be able to go with the flow too, especially with young kids. Even on that trip, we had to adjust a little bit and it still ended up being an absolutely amazing trip. It's all about experiences. And I think more and more people are realizing that. I would love to give my girls the gift of experience at any time that I possibly can. I, I think that we, we just had this conversation not too long ago because of Christmas. And I think because of their ages, maybe the idea of an experience gift would be a little hard for them. But then once they are there and in it, they would get it. But I would much rather go with experiences over little things that you know, end up getting donated or end up getting broke and thrown away. So I am all about that. 
I think that's such a great idea as our kids are getting older now. I mean, even this may sound silly to some people, but even the experience of going out to dinner when the five of us are together and sitting down and (laughs) being all there together is, is, um, it can be very memorable. All right. Well, before we wrap up, I just want to make sure that we get all the information out to individuals. I love this initiative. I love the pairing up of all of these things. And it's like, if you need the stroller or you need the high chair or whatever, you might as well just get all of the stuff because it all is so useful. So uh, tell me where the listener would go for all that information and anything else that we didn't cover. Yeah. So everything you can find on our website at juvie.com and that's J-O-O-V-Y.com. We also have on there all sorts of resources like our national park bucket list. If you're planning a trip, we have fun coloring sheets. If you're looking for something new to do with your kids on our animals. Um, Also, we're coming up on national park week in April which um, is a wonderful opportunity to just um, talk about the parks, maybe plan your summer trip. And we have gift sets. So maybe you don't need a high chair or a stroller, but we have really beautiful um, gift sets and interactive boxes and all of the endangered animals. And on all of our national product park products, we donate 5% of every um, retail sale to the National Park Foundation. That was something I failed to ask you about. I don't think, well, I don't know. Um, are the national parks in in need of funds? Like what is that go to or what are we missing that we don't understand as far as raising money for national parks? Right. So national parks, the there, I don't know the number off the top of my head and I should know it, but I want to say it's like a $13 million dollar. Uh, deficit or something like that. I I would need to fact check that. But the money goes to everything from, you know, taking care of the habitats where these animals live to things as basic as um, water stations and um, roads and facilities, you know, buildings, bathrooms, recycling the trash. So it really takes everything from the ground level all the way up to the aspects of nature, you know, t- again, taking care of the land and the animals that live there down to the roads and the recycling and the trash and all of that stuff. So it's all combined. That's good to know. And I don't think that people often think of that at first when it comes to giving and supporting. So thank you for talking about that. All right, Sarah, I will send people to juvie.com to make sure that they know where to get all the information. It's like, it sounds like when you can go there, you can get it all. It's like a one-stop shop. And I love that. I'm all about <laughs> convenience, uh, having it all right there for me and making it work. Anything else you'd like to say before you go enjoy the rest of your day? Uh, no, just get out there, plan your trip, visit a park. As we wrap things up for this week's episode, a reminder to check out Evoke Creative online at evokecco.com. These ladies are passionate about helping small businesses. And I know from firsthand experience because they're helping me. They created my website, jilldevine.com. They created my logo. They created my cover art for this podcast and they just continue to cheer me on 
even if I may not need their services right now. They continue to check in. They continue to make sure that things are going good and they can do the same for you. Maybe you don't need a website. Maybe you don't need a logo. Maybe you just need a a little bit of inspiration. Maybe you have a design eye and you know what you're looking for, but you just need a little bit more. They're here to help you. Check them out. EvokeCCO.com. And I would like to thank you for listening to this podcast and supporting it and supporting sponsors like Evoke Creative. And I'm going to ask you to follow along on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, JillDevine.com. You can find everything there and wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you wouldn't mind sharing it with a friend, I would be extremely thankful for that. As always, thank you for your support of Two Kids and a Career.